do we make worse financial decisions as we get older? And does our knowledge, our basic financial knowledge, decline after age 60? The short answer is yes. In today's show, we will review the results of a study on this issue and then explore what people can do about this decline in financial literacy. Sounds fantastic. I can't wait. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me today is Tony Shore who, according to the study, is declining in financial literacy as we speak. <laughs> actually, it's the opposite. The only time I actually increase my financial literacy is when you and I get together to do this show, Dan. And it's short-lived. It, it goes in one ear and out the other, right? Oh, yeah. My memory is just failing rapidly each day. So well, uh, I don't retain a lot. That's it, for sure. Right. I mean, and you don't have to. That's why I'm here, right? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. we've done a show on how gratitude improves decision making. We've done a couple of shows on that around the Thanksgiving yeah. holiday. Um, and I've stated in the past that a big part of my job is managing emotions, expectations, and just flat out preventing poor decision making for my clients. Right. And so in this show, we're going to talk about why that's the reality. I mean, it's just part of life, isn't it? That Yeah, that's true. As you get older, you know, your your decision-making capabilities go down. So, ooh, that's what we next after this show we'll have to do we'll have to do a combination show between the gratitude show and this one to say, can you just be grateful and then you counterbalance your decline. So you just oh. kind of level off. Maybe. Well, and I think yeah, obviously it's a fact of life that uh, a lot of areas decline as we get older, including our ability to make great decisions. Although uh, on the other side of that coin is knowledge, increased knowledge from experience. But really, it all comes down to, and not to be trite or too salesy about it, but really the bottom line is, is that's why we have somebody like you who has experience yet you're young. Uh, age hasn't uh, started affecting you yet, as far as we know. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's why we have you to keep us in check uh, because, you know, we might not make the decisions. And even though we've been around a while, we haven't seen all the mistakes that people have made in retirement or planning for retirement or with their finances to prepare for retirement because we haven't done it yet. So, uh, or even if we're in retirement, we don't know everything about what's coming up or around the next corner, yet you've seen it all. You've worked with clients over the years, and so you've seen mistakes that people have made, and you can help us avoid those. Is that your point here? <laughs> I think you just finished the show right there. Yeah. Boom. We're done. We're done. That was a short one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting is um, I agree with you that it's kind of understood but i did find a actual study on this topic and it's a paper that was re recently revised well i say recently 20 
2015, so about four years ago, less than four years ago, it was revised. But I read this paper, and it's called Old Age and the Decline of Financial Literacy. And because I don't, you know, I don't take everything for face value all the time. I probe and I, I want to double check. So this idea that my client's decision-making declines over time, I want to, you know, I, just, I know I feel that way, but is it true? So what I did is I looked at this paper, and anyone can Google this. I'll put the link on the show notes, but it's by Fink, Howe, and Hudson. Um, and like I said, it's called Old Age and the Decline in Financial Literacy. Sounds pretty... Uh, boring, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, actually it's interesting because uh, it, it's interesting to see what's happening out there. So Michael Fink, John Howe, and Sandra Hudson. Hudson, yes. Huston? Huston. Huston. Yeah. So here's the highlights, and I'll save everyone from having to read it. Now, I like to read these things, but I highlight a few things. First, they found that financial literacy scores declined by 1% per year after age 60. So they had some methodology they used, and they see it, the scores decline 1% a year after age 60. And they also found that the rate of decline does not increase with advanced age. So it's not like it declines 1%, and then when you hit 70, it declines 2%, and 80, it declines 5%. It stays steady throughout, a steady decline. And they also found that it's not affected by gender, whether or not they own stock, whether or not they went to college. So it really is across the board decline, which is interesting. But perhaps the biggest finding, which I, this is what really we want to get into, is that they also measure the confidence and confidence in financial decision-making ability does not decline with age. So we have a measurable decline in literacy, but a not the the confidence level does not decline. So what we fundamentally have is overconfidence. Mm. So we're overconfident in our own ability to manage our money in retirement. Well, yeah, and they they measured it past age sixty, and it's not oh, just so from sixty on. So that's pre-retirement into retirement. Right. And most of my clients are late fifties, early sixties and older. So this so, is right in the wheelhouse of, of exactly. when you get down to brass tacks, uh, so to speak of, uh, of retirement income planning, when you should start to think about, okay, well, you should start to think about it as soon as you get your first job saving for retirement. But this is when people hopefully are really serious about it and have money saved and then are figuring out a plan, right? That's right. And and so knowing some of this info is useful and I know it, but generally speaking, not, not everyone knows it. And um, you always want to start early for planning, but that is one of the end results. Again, you're skipping ahead um, to the solutions here, but let me talk a little bit more about what the study says and then we can analyze it some more. Um, in the introduction to this abstract or the study, it says um, credit decisions among borrowers peaks in the mid-50s. Now, what this, this particular study did, if you want to read it, it also pulled data from past studies. So there's a list of a wow. bunch of studies on this very topic. And you know, people want to know this stuff, especially in the financial community. They want to know this. So um, all these 
points I'm going to make are pulled from other studies. So it's like a study of studies. Um, credit decisions among borrowers peaks in their mid fifties. So after their mid fifties, <laughs> credit decisions. <laughs> we did. We just finished the show on credit card debt, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, and it's surprisingly high for elderly Americans. Credit card debt is. That's right, and it won't be surprising once we finish this show because you say, "Oh, now it all makes sense." Another point they found: investment performance declines significantly after age seventy. So, because you you made the point in the beginning, as you get older, you're getting more experience. So you should be making better decisions. But what happens after age 70? Yeah, it declines, there you go. Right? It declines. Well, yeah, and I didn't the, stu the study also said that uh, they found that uh, lower economic decision-making uh, quality by respondents older than age 65 resulted in a welfare loss of 5.1 percentage points for those over the age of 65. So there's so. severe consequences to this. Yeah. That's a big percentage that's, point. Yeah, that's huge. Another point that I saw was that Medicare beneficiaries are nearly three times more likely than younger subjects to make errors interpreting health plan info. Oh, well, yeah. It's so complicated once you get into the Medicare system. But it Medicare, you know, Medicare and financial planning, those go hand in hand, but they're very big they decisions. Do. They're very big decisions, and that's why you can't take them lightly. And I don't think people do. I just think that they don't realize how how they're not, how maybe their mind and body are not aligned with making those decisions at that time. Because three times more likely than younger people to make an error, that's... That's crazy. Right? And and the issue is younger people don't need Medicare. You know, it's, it's you get it automatically at 65. So... um. So what's going on here? The cognitive cognitive decline, and you know poor decisions. And so what happens? So some so the abstract in this report said that older respondents with lower financial literacy literacy scores are more are more likely to pay a higher mortgage interest rate, and less likely to capture credit card rebates. So they're not necessarily making terrible decisions sometimes they're just not making the decisions that are going to give them the edge like failing to take uh refinance your mortgage so if you had a 10 percent mortgage and you were 50 years old and you got this and then the mortgage rates decline and now you can get that same mortgage for four percent that's a six percent annual savings but you know the finance, as you get older, you may get complacent. You may not think, and you may just may not know to do that, to save that money. So it's not really hurting you directly. It's, it's hurting you because the opportunity cost is being missed. Yeah. Yeah. It's lost opportunity. In fact, that really plays into everything. I mean, with social security, uh, planning and when to file and Medicare and how to maximize your Medicare benefits and how to minimize the tax burden, all of those are, you know, you're, you're lost, you're losing opportunities if you don't make the best decisions. And that's why you have a job, Dan. That's why financial planners and financial advisors, uh, that's why we have them, right? That's a really good point that, you, like Social Security is a prime example. 
if someone qualifies for Social Security, they're going to claim it at some point. So they're going to get their money at some point, right? It's the people that are older, which 62 is, you know, that's the age you start thinking about. They're, you know, capable of taking Social Security on your own record. So we're talking right at these these people. You can make a poor decision about Social Security and lose out over time. That's a really good point. Same with Medicare. Everyone's going to get their Medicare card once they sign up for Medicare. But what they do with it, what supplement or what Medicare Advantage plan they get can make a big difference to their bottom line. And so it's not as if they're they're missing out on, you know, they're, they're making the bad choice on, you know, failing to take Medicare. They're taking it. They're just not taking it to the next level, Take not taking Social Security analysis to the next level. And that is a good point. And that is exactly what I do. So it does give me a job. And I enjoy that. And I guess that's really it. It's it's me helping people make the better decision, not necessarily make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And avoiding pitfalls, uh, avoiding uh, those bumps in the road that you know are around the corner, but the average person uh, who hasn't been there doesn't. That's true. I think, I think that's huge. And and that's the give, giving us the ability to see around the corner that's coming up, around corners. Uh, that's why I work with a financial advisor. That's why people, your clients work with you is because you have experience and knowledge and you read through this 42 page, you know, this is a 42 pages. This isn't just an article. This is an actual, uh, this is a study. Uh, this is a study and, uh, you know, I got through the abstract in the introduction and then uh, it lost me. You know, charts, graphs, numbers. Well, that's because your financial decision making has de- been declining, declining, <laughs> right? You're at that age, Tony. Oh, I'm at that age. We need I? to talk. I'm not at that age. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's true. <clears throat> you yeah. said it in the beginning. Everybody knows that we lose cognitive ability, right? Yeah, yeah. That's but a, it's a fact of life. But but it's because that's what happens when people get older. Not me but everyone else, right? That's the general consensus for people. Oh yeah. That's the yeah. other guy. I'm oh, not yeah. aging. I'm, I can still drive the car because yeah, I'm going to stay those... young forever, Dan. I've told you that. Right? No, <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, you know, the 80 to the 85 year old guy that's driving his car recklessly. He's like, Oh yeah, there's some old geezers on the road, uh, but not me. <laughs> yeah. I am in total control, right? We sometimes have a little overconfidence in and, our own abilities. Yeah. Right. And that happens with financial decision-making, which is what the study showed. So overconfidence is the issue here, Tony. So what do we could do about this? Like, really, it's a tough one. You know, I can make my own financial decisions. I've been making them all the way for the past 60 years of my life. Well, not really. You know, you don't make decisions, financial decisions as a kid. Well, I guess you kind of do. They're usually bad. <laughs> College loans. Yeah, they are. College loans yeah. being a prime example. Oh, yeah. You know, I was reading a story. Another study, I think it was 24 or 26, is the age that that uh, the the mental capacity start to finally mature. Yeah. And so the 17 year old making college decisions, it's like, yeah, you, you still got like eight years before you you peaked. You yeah. Know, or until and you in developed. a lot of cases, it's uh, not to be sexist, but it seems like guys have to be a little bit older before they mature in certain ways. Oh yeah, men, for sure. Men mature. Men don't mature as quickly as women. I think, as far as making decision making, and now that's a stereotype, and it's not true in every single case, but in most cases, from my experience, it's just like you know, uh, my mom and dad said, you you know, you shouldn't make a decision to get married before you're twenty five or 
or 26 because you you don't know what you're doing before then that's a good that's what my mom and dad always told me and it's true i'm glad good, i i'm right. glad i waited but you you disdained that advice at the time i'm sure like what do they know i know everything you know um well yeah i've always been smarter than them that's like always will be right even as you get past <laughs> right. 60 my kids think my kids are in high school they all think they're smarter than me and they are right yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, My son who's 20 and in his second year of college, he actually may be smarter than me in some areas, but when it comes to that uh, school of life, not so much. Well, they did They did um, check for gender, and they said that after age 60, the decline is the same for both male and female. Now, oh, more, wow. there are more women in that category just because women live longer. Yep. So um, it's just important. And what I find is that in the, especially in the boomer generation and older is that the women didn't make financial decisions for the household. Now some did, I'm not, you know, I'm generalizing here. Um, but typically it was the man's role as the financial, especially the silent generation, you know? So when he died, a lot of times what happens is one spouse makes the decisions and the other one dies. And when they die, the other one's stuck making financial decisions that they never had to make before. Yeah, that's so, tough. Right. You've probably seen that happen. That happens quite a lot. People come in to talk to you. Right. And so when I bring couples in to talk about the financial decisions, um, I make sure they're both involved in that conversation. But what we find is that there'll be typically someone that's overconfident, like completely overconfident in their decisions. Right. And the other one is trying to get me to step in and help. And it's like, you know, I, I can only do so much because this person's a know-it-all. And we, you and I, I'm looking at the spouse, you and I both know he doesn't or she doesn't know it all. So we need to kind of work together as a team, right? So what do you do? The, the first you got to do is realize that you may be overconfident. I mean, yeah. it's natural. It's natural that we're going to have a level of financial decline, cognitive decline. And if you can accept that, that's great. But a lot of people don't want to accept that. Like right. I said, it's, oh, I, you know. I work out and I'm, I'm very fit and healthy. My brain's better than all my peers. Yeah, it is. It may be, but it still doesn't mean you're not going to experience cognitive decline. It's just natural. Yeah. It's part of, you can't, it, it, you can't uh, reverse the aging process. It's right. part of the aging process. Right. And so everyone, and also <clears throat> a tip is you have to start watching out for scammers. You know, you hear these scams and it, like, you know, the IRS calling you saying we're gonna we're gonna come to your house and shake you down, or a Social Security office calling you saying we need your Social Security number because we think it's been compromised. Meanwhile, they're the ones compromising it as they speak to you. Um, why does you know why do the scammers approach the elderly? Is because their cognitive ability isn't. They're as, more susceptible, right? They don't have the support actually, network to actually go. Oh, okay, right. And and sometimes they don't understand technology or the fear of the unknown. They can scare them into doing something that they shouldn't. Right. You know, they say, "Hey, for your security, your account's been breached. What's your mother's maiden name?" You know, it's like, yeah, right. Here's so they set it up. We'll set up an account with us, and we can help you right. with your computer or whatever. But I think. It, it, on the phone scam thing, mainly phone scams that do this, some email, but uh, the key is uh, the none, you know, Microsoft, the IRS, Social Security, Google, Amazon, they will never, none of those huge companies, Apple, none of those huge companies or government agencies will ever call you. Right. They don't. And, but It's just a fact. They will not call you. 
So if somebody calls and says they are, hang up. And if you really think it was, uh, look, you know, look up the correct number uh, on your own and call them. Right. So, but that's just you know, it seems common sense. But as you get older, things happen. You know, and yeah. and what happens when your grandson, little Johnny, calls from a, a prison in Canada? Like that's that's happened. That's literally happened to a couple of clients, and it's like you you, you fall for it as you get older. And it's not a, a knock on old people. It's just that's just reality, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so you have to watch out for that, including your children, grandchildren, because elder abuse among family is pretty high. And I know you love your kids and your family, but a lot of times it's the family that's scamming you. Yeah, that's sad too. Right. So it's, you have you hate to bring that up, but you do have to be wary. It is it's so sad, but you do have to be wary because unfortunately, even family sometimes can you can have bad eggs, right? Yeah. And they can be really evil and money can corrupt people. Oh. And you know, so they'll take advantage of elderly family members. And so you have to play defense to this. And so what should you do? You obviously you got to recognize your your mental capacity is going down. You have to watch out and be aware that people are going to try and take your money away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, you have to create a buffer. So that's my advice is to create a buffer. Now I serve as a buffer for a lot of people. So self-interest, the solution is to hire a financial advisor, right? But really part of my job besides managing the funds is also protecting the funds from, from scams, from adult children, grandchildren, um, that are even aging parents, you know, that, that, will sometimes take your money away from you and not make decisions in your best interest, maybe their own. And a lot of them basically outsource their financial decisions with me. So when they get the question, what should I do? Should I buy this? Should I send this money to so-and-so? Or they say, "Ah, I have to ask my financial advisor because that's a decision that needs a second set of eyes. And it doesn't have to be a financial advisor. It could be a trusted family member. You can actually, speaking of trust, you can actually create a trust. You could create a trust account with trustees that you that you designate to help make these financial decisions. So it's not all on you. That's the it's goal. It's not all on you or on one person. It's you know, it's a team. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. I when I meet with people now, some say to me, "Well, I'm a, I'm single. I have a lot of single clients." You know, and so what do I do? I don't have a friend that I can trust. And so they trust me, but then they say, well, what if you're nefarious? So I, but what I talk about is with, with my clients as well, is I ask them, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that you want to include that you want me to call if I feel that you're not up to par? You know, like for instance, Tony, if, if, um, if I felt that you were, you know, something was wrong with you. I might call your wife, right? Right. But I, you know, so when I meet with people, I ask them that and say, is there, who else? Who else? Now, I'm not going to share their, their financial details and all that. It's just more like a welfare check. In fact, oh yeah, the life insurance companies are doing this now. When you fill out an application, they say, you know, we're going to send the bill to you, but who can we call or contact if you miss the bill so that we know maybe you're in trouble or maybe you've died and we want to make the payout. So who do we? contact you know and it's more to protect the client it sounds oh yeah who else can we collect the money from (laughs) but it's more about who can we contact in case we don't hear from you yeah so yeah that makes sense yeah and when you said you know people ask uh, you know if they're single that's why they would work with somebody like you uh, and but their question is but how do we know you're 
you, Dan, aren't nefarious. Well, I think uh, once they meet you and see your honest face, they're going to know that you're fine. Yeah. And you've got an honest face. I mean, it's a face for radio and podcast. Perfect face for radio. <laughs> Imagine the letdown if they've been listening to the show for like six months and then they meet you in person. I think a lot of people say I'm a mix of like <laughs> that Tom Cruise and like uh, who else? I can't remember. It's, uh-huh. Uh, some handsome Only guy. the visually impaired. No one's <laughs> saying that, Dan. So, but you're right. Tom Cruise. You, maybe, maybe the height. <laughs> you know, you're gonna want to check out your uh, whoever you're working with online. You go to like for, for me. Sure. Yeah. You go to the SEC or Finra, F I N R A, and you could do a background check on any financial advisor. Which is planner, important. Right? Which is important. You're gonna want to. Plus, do that. you can see videos of Dan if you want to know what he looks like and his demeanor and what he believes in. Obviously, this show, but you also do videos and have a video channel. Don't you have your own video channel of helpful videos on YouTube? I do, and in fact, you're on one of them. So you better be careful what you <laughs> recommend. Yeah, that's a. We did a goofy one for fun. That's that's not too educational, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you've done some really good ones, and uh, I enjoy watching those. How can our listeners do that? Can they access that through your website, Dolphin Financial? Yeah, they can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and get go to the video tab. Uh, but they can go to YouTube, which a lot of people do directly. You know, YouTube has become like the second largest search engine behind Google. Oh, I know. And yeah, they're owned by Google. search for stuff on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So if you search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube, you can see all the videos. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, that's a new piece there too is uh, a lot of my clients are wanting to meet uh, virtually instead of face-to-face I still do face-to-face and I prefer it but I have clients outside the state that hey let's just talk so you know at some point I've met with them but there are some people that will become a client without ever meeting me which is kind of interesting face-to-face I should say you know so which yeah, is I imagine <clears throat> that happens more and more and I know you work with people in Florida and New York and uh, my home state of Minnesota, you used to live up there. So mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. But I guess uh, let me sum it up by saying at any point um, you're going to have to realize at some point you have to realize that your cognitive abilities are going to decline. Your financial decision-making abilities are going to decline. And the best strategy for dealing with that is to surround yourself with people, be proactive about it, and find a solution to it, knowing that at some point you may have to pass the reins or at l- in the least get someone to double check, you know, whether it's a spouse or a loved one or a financial advisor or a CPA or some trusted person that you can say, hey, if I'm going to make this decision, make sure you double check it. And you're going to be way better off if you do that than just going in and saying being overconfident and making those decisions on your own. Yeah, great point and good show today, Dan. Now, before we go, why don't you let our listeners know what you have to offer them to help them maximize their Social Security, get their Medicare in order, minimize the tax burdens, and set up that complimentary consultation with you. Yeah, and in, in particular with this this type of discussion, one of the tools I use is to create a documentation of what you'd like to see happen. So a lot of times it's, it's basically you're writing down your wishes, not after you pass away, but could be very well what your strategies and goals are so that if you do start to experience a little bit of a decline, you can reference it to remind yourself of what you said when you were fully aware, 
or you can make sure that your loved one gets that. And I have tools to do that. The templates that you could fill out. I help people fill it out all the time and I don't charge for that. That's part of one of the services I provide all my clients if they want. Some people don't want it, but I like to do that for, especially for people who are single. The number to call is 888-508-5935. You can come meet us in our Clearwater office. I come to people's houses still, that's for sure, not a problem. Or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, connect with me there. All right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.